0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Sunday late evening or a Monday morning. We thank you for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. We'll get to them a little bit more in depth later in the show. You know what's coming. I want to thank our good friends over at College Corner who, I'll tell you what, I, I, I they had a promo ready, Dogs Win, but alas, it, it was not. But that said... We need to find. I don't know if they sell cowbells or not, but just about just thinking off the sounds I heard coming out of that stadium, some of you might be in need of a new cowbell today. So why don't you go to collegecornerstore.com or go by one of their two locations in the Jackson area and see if they can't take care of you on that particular thing. Or, of course, get some new. I, I mean, I, I got tagged in like four tweets of people wearing maroon is all that matters shirts. And then I saw there, the, the ultimate abomination. And a, a maroon is all that matters polo. Maroon polo with the maroon is all that matters shirt. Why? Why? I blame those people for this loss. Never mind, the things that are true, that's all that you need to know right there. Those people lost the game. If you wore the maroon is all that matters shirt to this game, you are the reason Mississippi State lost. You channeled the inner chrome and you see what happens. And I put it on you, and I hope the fans who sit around, you put it on you as well. Hope they turn around and said, "You are the reason for this." Sorry it has to be that way. I'm sorry I have to be so harsh. <laughs> But I don't know what else i got to do to get through to you people. have got to make that happen. Also, our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems want you to know that right now, your business needs to be running efficiently. This is not the time of year where you can just be throwing away profits. Every dollar counts. So you need to make sure your business is running as smoothly and as efficiently as possible. Well, Advantage Business Systems has selections and service and solutions. That can help you find the way to do that. All you got to do is give them a call at 844 833 6245 or visit them online at absms.com and they can get you going in the right direction today. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Woo, Joel T. Never saw it coming.
1: <laughs> I mean, never saw Yeah, it.
0: yeah, I won't. You guys listened <laughs> to the pod last week. One outcome game, huh? Yeah, Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> We 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 have two weeks in a row now, uh, completely mispredicted the game. Yeah, so we're uh, so if you want to fade us, us w- make hey make that money. If nothing
1: else, as I said on Twitter, we're consistent. Consistency is key. Yeah, there's two things in this life that matter: consistency and, and balance. balance. It's all about that balance. So biggest MSU upset like with state losing since what? Oh, it's South Alabama. Yeah, I guess I'd be right.
0: I mean, in terms, think... of, the, in terms of the point spread, for sure. Um, well, no, you know, I take that back. The, the the 2017 Egg Bowl, I think State was like a 17-point favorite in that game. They were a big favorite coming in. So, I mean, it's up there. It's up there. Mississippi State loses to Arkansas 21-14, to a game that, from just a watching-the-game perspective, from a flow of the game, what's going on between the whistles, unlike any I can really remember, In recent times. Just things happen that didn't make sense. Well, only one man can make sense of all those things. Only one man is capable of giving us the information we need to help us process what we all saw at Davis Way Stadium. That man's name is Joel T. Coleman. And he's to tell you right now what's Mm.
1: causing all that. For me, it's actually pretty simple. All right. Um, I I know there's some consternation about the air raid and how it – didn't look all that formidable against the Arkansas zone. And you know what? Bottom line, Mississippi State wins that football game with better decision-making from K.J. Costello. Mm-hmm. What's causing all that is whatever went on in the brain between the ears of the Stanford grad that's smarter than you and I combined. Oh, yes. I'm sure. Yes. But his decision-making is why Mississippi State sits here today at 1-1 one one with an inexplicable loss. To the Arkansas Razorbacks. KJ Costello has now been a Mississippi State Bulldog quarterback for eight quarters. He has been responsible for seven turnovers in those eight quarters. Two fumbles, five picks, two pick sixes. Mm. Uh, That's not to even mention a couple of times where... uh, um, KJ, may want to dip your shoulder, son. Yeah. And uh, channel your inner... Dak Prescott, Nick Fitzgerald, Garrett Schrader, fill in your Dan Mullen or Joe Moorhead QB of choice. Uh, You know, do a little helicopter if you got to. Six can tell you about it. There's just times, and forget the SEC in football, where you just got to let, you know, throw caution to the wind and and go. And, you know, I know he talked about after the game, you know, I thought I had it kind of, well, buddy, when you're that close and in a game like that, you don't need to think you got it. You need to get it. And so there's some decision-making things I would have there. I wonder how much of that is him being a pro-style quarterback and just he's taught maybe to slide, or maybe there's some leech there that's like, in this offense you slide, or maybe there's some, hey, I spent last year hurt all the time, so I'm sliding. I don't know who to you know, point finger at there if there's finger to point. But I don't know, man. His decision-making... Was it on rumblings we were asked what pro quarterback he reminds us of? Yeah. And I threw out Brett Favre, I think. It is Brett Favre. That's yeah. who it is. Yeah. Because I think in his mind There's some gunslinger. There's some gunslinger to it and, and credit it's a good it's a good trait to have for a QB to have a short memory because you're not scared to try to make the next throw. But the problem is he's tried to make the next throw a few times and he hadn't made that one either, kind of thing. Yeah. So, anyway, he now has five picks and 119 attempts. Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott, his senior year at Mississippi State, Uh five picks and 475, I think, attempts. Yeah. So, in in a quarter of the attempts, KJ's already matched him. Right. And and, and And that was a
0: special year. And then, well, on top of that, when you think about what we're going to be at the end of the year, how many attempts is he going to be sitting at? He's at 115 through two games, so he's going to be at what? Well, whatever it is, times five. Yeah, you know, five. I was going to be over six hundred. About six hundred yeah. something attempts. So was, yeah,
1: but he's also on a you know he's on a trajectory to have twenty five picks. It's a lot of picks. That's a lot of. It is. You know, bottom line here, and we can talk about some of this in a minute because I am sure we will. KJ Costello's decision making is what's causing all this because State wins the game if he doesn't have all those turnovers. If he if he makes better decisions um, on Saturday, yeah. but. State also wins the game if they could break one or two explosive plays, something that they did at LSU. They had, I think, 15 pass plays of more than 20 yards against LSU. LSU. They had one. Yeah. One against Arkansas. Um, But anyway, bottom line, we can get into, into things that are true. That's what everybody's here for. But to me, Mississippi State wins this game with just a little bit better decision-making from KJ Costello. I know people are are frustrated with the air rate, frustrated with this, frustrated with that, but if you just make a better decision, probably on just one of those things. And I know you can blame Mike Leach for a couple of fourth down calls if you want to do that, whatever, but if KJ makes a better decision on, on at least one, maybe two of those things, State's sitting here today a winner.
0: I agree. I agree with you 100%. People listen for what's causing all that. Don't be,
1: don't be that. Don't 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 sell yourself so short. I mean, I even come to the show for what's <laughs> the things
0: that are true. I mean, it's <laughs> it's called a spade a spade here. I'm just saying, but you're you're exactly right, and we'll get into that a little bit deeper in just a few minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, this offense is designed to let the quarterback run the show. If he doesn't run the show the right way, you're going to lose. It's just that simple. So, all right, our good friends at Welcome Home Beef. Let's move on over. And of course, this weekend, those lot of you guys hit the uh, the food truck up. And of course, this weekend, as Mississippi State on the road. Maybe you're going to be wanting to cook something up for yourself. So you should hit up Welcome Home Beef, grab a steak, or, or you know this you know, the weather is going to keep getting colder. It's time to get some of those those long stewed meats like roasts or oxtails. Maybe put something on the smoker. You got it's a night kickoff. You got all day. Some brisket or some beef ribs. You got all these great options at Welcome Home Beef. So why don't you give them a call today and see what you want to put on the grill this weekend? Call them at six six two. 268-8148 or visit them online at facebook.com slash welcome home beef. And no matter what it is you choose, one thing is for sure it just tastes good. Welcome home welcome home beef brings you. These are the things that are true. I have twelve things that are true. I feel like that's low. Normally after a loss, I come in here and I have like fifteen or sixteen, but there's some big picture stuff happening today. Yeah. And that's what we're gonna talk about. And I feel like I jump around a bit in these. I just sort of, as they popped into my head, I put them on the paper. So just bear with me on that. Uh, but number one is very obvious. The next defensive coordinator that puts man coverage against Mississippi State should be fired on the spot. <laughs> oh Pelini's a madman. Insane. Why would you do that? Sam, Sam Pittman and, and, more importantly, Barry Odom, who uh, I saw, I don't know if it was on a message board or on Twitter, but he had a lot of success at Missouri when Missouri was in the Big 12. Uh, against Mike Leach, that's the game plan. Drop them, drop them now. By the same token, MSU's offensive line not great Saturday night. Uh, you know, if they're if they're only going to rush three and they're going to drop eight, you should be able to keep hold the pocket and they should be able to run the ball more effectively. Five on three, even five on four. I thought Arkansas did a good job of keeping a sort of a spy to to uh, to to mark. No no pun intended. Jaquavius marks and Dylan Johnson. That, that you know they saw a lot of times where you would see. The handoff, you're like, okay, there's a hole there, and then immediately there was a linebacker or a DB filling that hole. So their scheme was, was very good defensively. Uh, but that's what MSU's going to have to do. Now, that said, Costello completed 73% of his passes, which might be an MSU record, by the way, for a loss. He, he broke his completions record that he set just last week with 41. He was 41 of 55. And, yeah, you're right, he didn't have a lot of big plays. The problem wasn't hitting big plays to me. The problem was missing open guys even almost every time there was somebody open Costello just didn't make the right reads yeah. on Saturday night. Yeah. So, you know, you look at the LSU game and I've watched those highlights two dozen times and you see, you know, DBs trailing behind guys on crossing routes and, and things of that nature. You're not going to see that anymore. You're going to see they're going to flood the zone back there. Mississippi State just has to be patient. K.J. Costello has to be patient and take what they
1: what they get. Couple of couple of drives where they did that. Yeah. I mean, you, you saw yeah. State have some success yeah. against said zone. Yeah. The thing with zone coverage, if you play it right, and I, I think it's why it is an effective strategy if it's coached right and it's executed as well as Arkansas did it, is you're increasing the amount of bullets that KJ Costello has to shoot, and we've seen that if he shoots enough of them, he's liable to throw it into your hands. Right. And, uh, I mean, that was the difference in the in the game. That said, the air raid, I mean, it's not like zone coverage – just developed, you know? Yeah. It's been running for two decades under Mike Leach. I'm sure he's beaten plenty of zones in his day with the air raid. It's not like it's some invincible force. You have to look at it
0: like this. MSU has been playing games for years where they would just run the football and get five or six yards per carry and win the game that way. So why is it that big a deal to do it with the pass and get five or six yards per pass? Again, if you don't – the same thing we said about LSU, you can say about Arkansas, and that's what if the game was clean? If State plays a clean game against LSU, we always said they, they win by 21 plus, right? Well, State wins last night if they play clean game. Yeah. But they didn't. That's, that's the only issue, really, other than a couple of things we'll talk about in a minute. But the only issue is they just didn't play clean. They had four turnovers. Yeah. You can't have four turnovers and, and continue to win like this. You just can't.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I was about to say something, but I guarantee you it's one of the things that are true. So I, I, will, right. I will abstain. You hold on to
0: that, though, because in case it's not.
1: Okay, I guarantee it is. Number two, something MSU fans are going to
0: have to get used to. You know, we've talked about all season, all summer long. You are going to get used to it. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball. You better get used to the idea that, you know, Chris Relf, Dak Prescott, Nick Fitzgerald, not walking through that door. They're not coming on third and short to to dive, to put their – or even Garrett Schrader to put their body on the line like that. I
1: thought, I thought about that the other day. Wouldn't it be something if there was a like Garrett Schrader fourth and short package where he just ran and out I of And I thought like, about hey. that, too. But, man, he is that's, that's not Leach's style. I know. And this is the overwhelming thing that is true, the
0: overriding thing that is true, is Leach's style is what's going to define everything. Oh yeah, He's not changing. I saw it today. He tweeted out a meme, and the first response was, you need to be worried about the offense and not memes. Buddy, buckle up. Nothing's going to change. Ever. He's going to run his system. Now, here's the thing to remember. His system has him winning 60% of his games. All right, his system has had him go to, I think, 16 bowls in 20 years. And of those 20 years, two of them were at Washington State at the beginning, where they were terrible, and he was trying to get the program up and running, basically. I don't think he ever missed a bowl at uh, Texas at Tech. Texas Tech, Maybe once. I don't know. So
1: the,
0: the system works. Well, it's six,
1: what, sixteen out of eighteen, in it, and there are only two years. Oh, you're right. That yeah, that's
0: what I forgot. He took a couple years off after Craig James, who killed five hookers, uh, left. <laughs> who you know ran him out at uh, Texas Tech. Uh, you okay over there? Were you not aware of that particular <laughs> nugget of news? <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, you're right. Sixteen out of eighteen years, the man's been in a bowl game. So I mean, it's going to work. What you ever you seen Return of the Titans, where he's like. I run five plays, and I forget what he says it is, but it's like, give it time, it always works. Yeah, That's what it is. Give it time, it always works. But the idea that KJ Costello is just going to come blasting through the line of scrimmage and on third and five just launch himself forward, it's probably not going to happen. It should have happened. You're going to have to take that risk sometimes. But most of the time, he's just going to slide. The days of, of Fitzgerald barreling through tacklers, they're done at Mississippi State. You're just gonna have to. That's another thing. Put it on your list of things you've got to get used to in the Mike Leach system.
1: Man, though, it's how do you not? How do you not when you're that close? If you go back and listen to him in, in the press conference, I, I he listened. says, "I thought I, I had. I thought it. I had it."
0: So in that case, he's thinking, "I've got this. There's no need to risk injury to do it. I've got it. I'm gonna get to the line." And he didn't get to the line. You got to make sure you do. Have, I, I agree. But think about the think about the moment there, right? They're bearing down on you, you can lower your shoulder and dive in there and you might get hurt. Or you thinking, I know I'm here. I'm at the line. I'm going to be okay. I mean, it's, it's 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 a judgment call and he made the wrong judgment. It's just that It's simple. just
1: such a a culture shock to oh, get used to. Maybe as much so as getting used to seeing 60 pass attempts yeah. a game to to now have a quarterback after Years of Ralph and Fitzgerald and yeah. Dak, and it, I mean, you got Garrett Schrader taking off l- like a helicopter from a launch I pad about last that play. year, and t- to go to that, yeah, it's
0: it's it's that that's that's it's different that's, yeah, different is it's the way to say it. So,
1: uh, and, and some I mean, some of that too. It's not a knock on KJ because he's probably his style has always been, you know. That, that, there's been multiple times now that I've seen plays where K.J. Costello had room to run and just doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he waits on the receiver and tries to make a... a, a yes. It's just his style. That's the, of, and that's the system, That too. is the system, yeah. yes.
0: So, so anyway. I mean, I agree with you 100% that in this system, a mobile quarterback, if you could find a quarterback... Okay, I'll, I'll give you an example. Now, he might just be the second-best quarterback in the country, but Justin Fields, a accurate quarterback who can also run would be hell on wheels in this system who can, like, go read, read, it's covered, I'm gone. I mean, it would be a nightmare for any defense. But for, right now, that's not what you have. Michael I mean. Vick, could you imagine? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I mean, Mike Leach and Mike Vick combined. If you would, it, but would you let st- Vick run? Surely he would. Well, I mean, yeah. Cause I, if, you, if you read, um, Andy Staples wrote a couple of articles in the past week about Mississippi State. And he talked to, he said he got during Leach's sabbatical between Texas Tech and Washington State. He went and talked to him and he's like, You know, he, they talked and he said, Coach, what would you do if I just came out with 11 DBs? What would you do? And he just said, I'd line up and run it down your throat till you stopped. And, and that's, Leach is not an idiot. Yeah. You know, he, he's one of the smartest coaches in the game. He didn't have his best night on Saturday, but that's his system. And that's just, that's just the way it's going to be. Number three, this game was backwards. It was the defense that carried things. I never would have thought State was going to be losing games where they only gave up 14 points. When we were two weeks ago previewing things and getting ready to talk about LSU, if you had said State was only going to give up 14 points to Arkansas, I'd been like they must have won 60 to 14. Instead, they didn't. Yeah, you know, and I know you're saying 21. Pick six. Yep. Mississippi State's defense is carrying the team right this second. They've only given up 41 points. They've had two pick sixes, right? Yep. Ole Miss gave up 41 points on Saturday to Kentucky. Yep. This defense is – I'm to talk a little bit more about it in a minute, but they are way ahead. I mean, it's, it's almost difficult to comprehend how much better defensively this team is than I thought it would be. And I know you want to point out, well, what about those two touchdowns? Guys, I don't expect to shut people out. No. This is a 2018 Especially or 1999. Especially this group, yeah, this is not 1999 or 2018. They gave up. They had two busts. It turned into 14 points. If
1: 14 points isn't enough to win, I don't know what to tell you. Well, not only, not only is it 41, only 41 points that they've given up. Mm-hmm. You got to remember those last 10 points against LSU. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of got put in some. Well, I mean, if you really want to get into there it, too, the the, the sec,
0: yeah the 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 second touchdown or the, the the touchdown. They were near midfield, so they let them drive a little bit. Yeah. The second, the fumble, they were already in field goal range. Yeah. So you could take another three points off if you really want to play analytics with it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you give up 14 points on defense, you should win the game. You know, this isn't 1996 where those kind of things happen. Is Zach Arnett, you've said it before, he's a dang miracle. Player. Oh, I mean, that's, that's another thing that's true. We'll talk about Zach Arnett a Okay. Bit. But this defense is, is actually good. And they got young players. They're going to continue to get better.
1: I think. And they've been consistent enough that I kind of do you trust them yet? Because I kind of do.
0: After about the third time in the second half where they got to stop, I was like, "They're they're not going to move the football." Yeah, you know, Arnett's figured it out. Because after the first, t- the second touchdown, I think I tweeted Bryles is working Arnett. That was it for them. They didn't move the ball the rest of the night. Um. So yeah, I do trust this defense. Which is incredible. I would never would have guessed two weeks ago. Number four, and I'm gonna talk about Ole Miss a little bit here. If you're an Ole Miss fan, you're listening, you think I'm obsessed, you kiss my ass. Uh feel like State and Kentucky lost more than Arkansas and Ole Miss won. I mean, look at Kentucky especially. Missed field goal, missed extra point, they lost by one. You know, they were averaging eight yards of carry, but they just they couldn't bring if Justin Strawn needed to be calling the plays for those guys, they need to just keep running. And yet they lost the game. And then Mississippi State, of course, four turnovers. Uh, they only give up 14 points and they lose. Uh, just bad decisions.
1: Uh, just Well, Mike Leach himself basically had that thing that was true in his postgame press. Yeah. Said he felt it was more uh, of self-inflicted yeah. wounds. And, yeah,
0: I agree with him. agree yeah. with him 100%. So, you know, good wins for Arkansas. Obviously, snap a 20-game losing streak is great. Ole Miss, that's, that's a win they mm-hmm. needed to have. To go on the road and get a win like that, that's big for that program. Um, But it definitely feels – and then, of course, these two teams, State and Kentucky, are playing each other this week. So it'll be interesting to see who corrects their mistakes, who fixes things. The team that plays cleaner next week, or next Saturday, I guess I should say, is going to win that football game. There's no question in my mind. Number five, were you a fan of Jackie Sherrill?
1: Yes, uh, 14 – like 13, 14-year-old me loves some Jackie Sherrill. Well, buddy – He's back. (laughs) The roller coaster is on This was always
0: the debate, right, with Mullen. You knew what you were getting, right? You could look at the schedule and just say, wins, losses. There was never really any debate. And even a a game that was an upset at the time, by the end of the year, it wasn't an upset anymore. You look at 14. And I'm not one of those people who says, I, I don't call it a not a top 10 win. They beat three top 10 teams in a row. That happened. But by the end of the year, LSU or Texas A&M, Auburn, we're all five-loss teams. Whereas with Jackie, yeah, you had some great upset wins. You beat Florida, number whatever they were in the country. They were in the top 10 here in Starkville in 1992. Demolished them on a Thursday night. And then a week or so later, you're losing to a winless South Carolina team. <laughs> 1996, you beat Alabama, number eight in the country. First time since 1980. Tremendous win. The next week... You lose to an Arkansas team who I think finished four and seven.
1: Yeah, was it ninety eight? They lost to that LSU team that stunk. Ninety eight. Yeah,
0: they won the SEC West. They lost forty one to six to an LSU team that went three and eight. <laughs> so this, this is the you saw a lot of this on Twitter that the Mike Leach experience, that Mississippi State fans got it in two weeks, high highs and some low lows. But again, it all balances out because the man wins a lot more than he loses. But this is how it's going to be. It looks like it's not going to be the Mullen. Uh, you know, we're going to go seven and five, eight and four. Just basically, we're going to lose to Alabama, LSU, Auburn, and Texas A and M. Under Mike Leach, you might beat LSU, you might beat Auburn, you might even beat Alabama one year. But you're going to have a year where you lose to Arkansas, or to Kentucky, or maybe even to Vanderbilt.
1: It's going to make you drive your hit through a wall. But yeah. then again, you turn on the TV or go to the stadium every week, knowing you got a puncher's chance.
0: Here's the the, the truth: of this matter is. I think every MSU fan, if I told you the next nine years are going to be this, you know, obviously Jackie had a couple of down years, 91 to 2000. But if you think about what that that decade was like, state fans would take that. Yeah. I think by and large. Um, you know, you don't want to have those, they had a couple three-win seasons in there, but it's just different now. You know, back then, the, the the difference in an athletic budget between state and what would now be called a group of five team was maybe $10 million. Now it's closer to $70 million. Yeah. So, that, that makes a difference. It makes a, a huge difference. The days of La Tech and, U, and Northeast Louisiana is what they were called. Time Troy, by and large, upsets happen. We just talked about South Alabama a minute ago. But by and large, you hit the field knowing it's about a 95 to 98% chance you're going to win the football game against those kind of teams. So, when you look at your schedule, you know you're going to get three wins from three of your four non-conference. Your other non-conference is usually going to be an opponent you're 50-50 with, at Worse, And then you got your conference games, where you feel like if you can just win you know, two, you're going to a bowl, and three, you probably you might have a chance to win seven, eight games. Yep. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Oh, well, you know, let's just skip some things around here. We'll, we'll go to number six here, which is a lot of talk this weekend on message boards about elevating the program. I hate that I have to continue to have this discussion.
1: Oh, How many times have you talked about this?
0: I hate that I have to do this, but in a five-year period, 40 wins. In regular season, forty wins is what you want for Mississippi State. That's averaging eight wins a year. Yeah, there's no elevating beyond that for Mississippi State. There is no there is no scenario where MSU is the new Clemson. All right, because the conference already has a Clemson. What helped, unless I think they, they fall off. Now, if they fall off when Saban retires, maybe you got an opportunity. They're not
1: the best position to do it, but right.
0: Maybe. Yeah, they're, 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 it's more likely that LSU or Auburn would become the new team. But but regardless. The the reason for that is this: it's got nothing to do with our fan support. It's got nothing to do with with tradition. It's got to do with recruiting. Mississippi State is not going to become a team that recruits every year in the top ten and mostly in the top five. Who wins national titles? Alabama, Clemson, you know, uh, LSU, Ohio State. Ohio State, Georgia is going to you know has been a contender. But where do they recruit? If you're not in that neighborhood, you're not winning the national title. The blue chip index. It's a real thing. Yep. Teams that, you know, Alabama has more four and five stars on its roster than states probably recruited in the
1: last five years. And that's just how it is. Yeah. What's so, what state's average recruiting ranking in the last five years? Like 20, 25? 25? That's not good enough to win a national title. Yeah. I was going to say, tell me the last national champion to average that like over a four or I five mean,
0: it'd be before recruiting rankings, probably. And even then, if you went back and like really did the data, you know, it wouldn't... It, 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 BYU... Nineteen eighty-five was that eighty-five? Oh, I guess eighty-four. BYU, maybe. I mean that eighty-five Miami team. I mean they had a ton of NFL guys. <laughs> Eighty-six would have been um, Oklahoma, a ton or Penn State. A ton of NFL. This
1: guys. is pretty impressive, by the way. I'm not. I'm not fact
0: checking you here. I can get all the way back to the mid
1: seventies. So, yeah, it's just. I can do baseball world series. I, I know can't you can. Do, yeah. I can't do college football national. So yeah, series. there's just.
0: If you're an MSU fan and I tell you that over a five year period you win six, eight, eight, seven, and ten, take it. Take it. There is no, well, we could just, no, you can't. You cannot. I mean, unless something dramatically changed. That said, there's nothing wrong with, you know, that's what you're shooting for at all times. Right. But realistically, you should be working towards that. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I'm working towards you know being the host of Sports Center one day, but it's not going to happen. But I should at least work hard and try to make sure to give myself the best opportunity. And that's what they're doing. And on top of that, you hired a coach of Mike Leach, who's not an elite recruiter on top of things. You know, he's he's a schemer. He's a guy who tries to beat you through scheme, not through you know over talent. Now he's going to get good talent. He's going to continue to recruit probably the same area Mississippi State has, and that will be higher than he's ever recruited before. So yeah, I feel like there's some negativity here, but my overriding premise is it's going to be all right. It was a bad loss. They'll rebound. Number six. You'll like this one, I think. If I think this g- is our
1: like second or third number six in a row, by the way. But sure, You're right. No, this is number seven. You're
0: correct. I, I had it at six, but I, I switched them right. around.
1: Okay. <laughs> if our good
0: friend and host Steve Robertson were to write a fourth book. I want him to entitle it, that's the most Mississippi State thing ever, and this game gets a chapter. Yes. That is the most Mississippi... I don't know if you saw on Twitter, Morgan McGuire, former MSU uh, SID here, uh, good friend, she tweeted, that's the most Mississippi State... That's what it was. I I saw at least 20 other people saying, losing to LSU, or beating LSU. The one I liked the best was, ending the nation's longest winning streak, and then ending the nation's longest conference losing yeah. streak. That's the most Mississippi State thing
1: ever. It is! Could I ask, like, would Mississippi State fans, do you think, be more satisfied if it had just went the way we thought it was going to go and they lost at LSU and then beat Arkansas like a drum? That's,
0: that's, uh...
1: Would they be able to sleep better? Because, it like, the world would just seem right. I think
0: so. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, if I had said what's the state's record going to be after two games, nearly everybody would have said one and one. Yeah, you are one and one, but you had you know a little different situation here. And again, if, if this team was if this was the uh, if this was the regular season, if if, if if Corona had not happened, I don't know that you're not three and zero. You know, I, I guess at this point in the season, they would have been what five games in? Is that right? Yeah,
1: something like because so this would have been the and... Auburn game.
0: I mean, I think you're probably four and one. I think you beat Arkansas under regular circumstances because you would have had two games already. You would have beaten NC State; they're not any good. You would have beaten Tulane. You would have played Auburn, and we'll talk about Auburn in just a bit. But...
1: Well, I don't know why. Why would the Arkansas game be any different just because you played
0: a couple of games? I, I just played. feel Auburn. I, I just feel like it would have been just if you'd had everything be normal. Okay. I feel like for lack of a better word, Saturday night was a fluke. Yeah. They played 10 times. I think State would win at least eight. And That's just how I feel. Yeah. And, that, and that, that's not to say, I feel like I'm one of those, well, State would have won. State lost. Arkansas was a better team. They were better prepared. Better coached on Saturday night. They deserve to win the game. But are they the, what did we say the other, the other day? The be, sometimes the best team won doesn't mean the most talented team. It means the better prepared team the, better, the team that, that that took coaching better, the team that had a better game plan.
1: Yeah,
0: same thing happened with LSU. I mean, who's more talented, State or LSU? State. The, oh, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Oh, I
0: was thinking Arkansas. My
1: yeah. bad. State I or I still LSU? have Arkansas.
0: LSU. Right. Who's yeah. more talented, State or Arkansas? State. Yeah, but who won the games? Yeah, exactly.
1: And there's, gosh, man, Bizarro world continues. Like there's a chance, there's a there's a real chance mm-hmm. that State could be one and two after three games mm-hmm. with the win being LSU. It's, it's possible. It's possible. I don't, is, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but
0: but that was a very Mississippi State thing we vi- we witnessed over the last two weeks. So, Steve, there's your next idea. Enjoy it.
1: That, that, that's a show, by the way. One
0: day, the most that's a summer show. Yeah, yeah. The most Mississippi State things ever. Uh, let's see here. Uh, that would be a rumblings. We need we need we need help on that. I want to hear your most Mississippi State thing ever. Number eight. Nothing any more obvious than this. You need Kyle Hill back.
1: Yeah, that was the thing I was going to. Whenever you were talking about okay. number one and I said I almost went down a road, that, that was what I was about to throw in there. was that. I mean, that, that was a candidate for what's causing all that. I, I didn't go that route because State still wins the game if KJ makes better decisions. But if Kylan plays, I think State wins this game.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you look at the stats from last night, State, I think, had 24 carries for 87 yards. Now take the sacks out it's probably closer to like 22 carries for 95 yards. Kylan Hill gets 22 carries. He's probably closer to 150 yards. You know, Kylan Hill gets first downs.
1: Well, he's also liable to, on some of those receptions break a little more, yeah. get a little more yardage. Yeah. You know?
0: I, well, I, I think about the fourth and one Fourth play. and
1: one, who you handing the ball to there? Well,
0: not only that, yeah, fourth and one where they threw it. I think with Kylan Hill they don't throw it. They just give him the ball and he gets the first down. Yeah. So, haven't had, we have had no update on his status. We don't even know what he was injured with. Uh, everything I saw made me think it was a concussion. You know, he took a hit and he just went limp. Got back up and he was, he seemed to be okay, but you, that's one that you can't take. You cannot take any yeah. kind of chance. I mean, he
1: goes to the locker room, comes back out. He was and, mad. And oh, yeah, he was mad. He was all kind of, he was mad going to the injury tent, slamming down Gatorade bottles and it looked like he was having words with uh, the athletic trainer or whoever. And, um, Comes back. I mean, n- nothing on his arms, legs, ankles, feet, nothing. Yeah. And so, yeah, e- everything. It is complete guesswork, but everything kind of pointed towards something head injury, possibly related. But yeah, Mike Leach post game said he didn't have an update. Mm-hmm. I don't really expect him to give us an update when we talk to him on Monday because Mike Maybe. Leach does not give injury. He, but updates. he might. He
0: might say give us at least that they expect him to play this weekend. Could yeah, but we'll see. But. I mean, Kylan Hill is, what, is the thrall that serves the drink. you know, you got to have him in there. All, every every carry and every catch that Marks and Johnson have, I'm willing to add at least two yards to. Well, I mean, that's 24 plus or 20 plus uh, however many catches they had, which it had to be at least 10, right? So, it's, I mean, 60 more yards, that's, that's, that's a difference. Yeah. Got to have him back. Number, number nine, what Joel said, the losses on KJ Costello. I hate to put the loss on one guy, but you throw three interceptions, including your second pick six, you, you, you make up some, some bad decisions.
1: Well, I think K.J. Costello would put the loss on K.J. Costello. I,
0: I think he would, too, and he, he did. I think, you know, <laughs> if you listen to his post-game commentary. Yeah. And I hate to blame one player, but at the end of the day, you're the quarterback in a system that's designed around the quarterback, and you've thrown the ball away three times in one game. You've given it to the opposition. And all three interceptions – Came at the worst possible time. Obviously, a pick six is never great. But State had a ton of momentum when the second one happened. And then the third one, same thing. State was driving, and he just puts it up for grabs, and it gets picked
1: off. The pick six was just a terrible throw. I mean, awful.
0: Awful throw. Just bad. So, Costello gets the blame for this loss. Number 10, except for the parts that were on Mike Leach. (laughs) Of which there were some. Let's talk about those. I, I, I will never get the decision to go fourth and one and not just kick the field goal down 21-14 with nine minutes to go. Get the points, and now you're driving – you get the ball back. You're driving to take the lead. You're not driving to tie anymore. 21-17 is a much better idea. And then they do the same thing again, and they don't kick the field goal.
1: If you just kick the field goals on both of us, it's 21-20. You could have won the game with field goals. Well, he said post-game if he had to do it again, he, he would kick both. I know, but but, but you still but, may lose 21-20 there. You might, but at least at that point you feel like you're you're getting control of the
0: game. Yeah. Instead of you're constantly chasing. At twenty one seventeen, you think okay, state's going to win this game. 21-14, one fourteen, you're thinking that they can't they can't get it across. The decision to pass. I may never hear a sound again like the one I heard when that ball fell incomplete on fourth and one. It was the sound of five thousand cowbells hitting the stands. I've never heard that before. Normally because it's just so many people in there and the, the din of it, you don't hear it. But I heard you guys breaking your
1: cowbells on the stands. It was loud. You know, it, it sucks to not convert a fourth and one. Mm-hmm. But you can kind of live with it when you run the football. Right. And you, you you just, the other team's defensive line gets pushed and you just don't get it. But it sucks on fourth and one <laughs> when you're throwing the football
0: across the field. But we knew it was going to happen. Yeah. We talked about oh. it all summer. We said there's going to come a time. Richard <laughs> Cross has brought it up a million times on Sports Talk. Where he's just like, there's going to come a play, fourth and short. And he's going to throw the football and it's not going to happen. People are going to lose their minds. And you did. And I don't blame you for it. I thought it was a terrible call, too. <laughs> but, man, I mean, that was that was just not good. And then I thought Jaden Wally played a really good game. Yeah. And he did have the big punt return. But on the punt where he fumbled, that's got to be a situation where you value possession. All right? We need the ball back. And that's why Austin Williams, who didn't play much in this game. I don't think he had a catch, did he? Uh, I'd have to go back and look, but if he did, he didn't have many. Yeah. A week after having seven. Um, but I, I would have valued possession there more than big play potential. I mean, do you remember who the two leading receivers were
1: as far as catches?
0: It's got to be Marks and Johnson, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, easily. Ten and eight. Yeah. I mean, because they just kept dumping the ball, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. Because it was what, if you're going to play the idea of taking what's available and taking the space, that's what's available. If they're getting four or five yards a catch, well, it's a touch, it's a first down every two catches. Yes. I don't have a problem with that. But that those decisions, those three decisions, were bad. And I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I here's what I would say to this is when we when you when we started the depth chart for the first time, we saw Austin Williams there. What, was our, what we said, he obviously values ball security. And then midway through this game, he decided, "I need a big play." Well, you need to make up your mind on that one. Do you value ball security or do you value big play potential? And then to go with it going forward, don't don't change those guys out because you know fielding punts is not the easiest thing in the world. Mm-mm. And and that 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 was that that fumble was the real killer. That's where the game was officially really over. Was once you fumbled that punt, and it's it's too bad because Wally was having a really good game. I mean. It's really funny that through two games in, he's been the uh, freshman receiver of note, and not Tulu Griffin. So Malik Heath yeah, sort does of. Does Tulu
1: even have a reception? Then? I don't think I don't so. Think he does. I don't know that he's been on the field. Yeah, uh, but yeah, y- you mentioned that. We'll praise the freshman here for a minute. Wally Johnson, uh, they're Marks, fine. They, they're good. Uh, go, entering the fourth quarter, it was like they they. I did the math at the time. It was like sixty point five percent of the yeah. yardage that night, on Saturday night, was from true freshmen. So, yeah. That order to, you know, make you feel pretty excited about it's good. what's it's, to come. They're good players. They're Again, it's gonna be fine. It's just a bad night.
0: Number eleven, let's talk some more about Zach Arnett. That guy's a mastermind. That guy was an an unearthed gem. How was yeah. this guy not the defensive coordinator at Michigan or, or Ohio State? Well he well he, yeah, not for long. He better, <laughs> he better, may be. better be ready to pay out some big
1: money to that guy.
0: Um I mean his scheme I'll tell I, you
1: what, what I've seen out of him so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think if Mike Leach just up and decides in a year or two, hey, I want to go to Key West. Well, yeah. I mean, I, you could I, do worse. You could do worse than than giving My Zach only Arnett a chance.
0: With him, as far as that goes, is man, he is so gruff with the personality. Is he a good recruiter? I don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know because I mean, he's just like he doesn't see me as the type of guy who's going to tell a, a five star kid, oh man, you're the guy you're going to be the, the superstar when you come to campus. Feel like he'd be like, you're going to work your ass
1: off, and that's yeah. the way it's going to have to be, you know. Which is great for some. And he, he wear yeah, he's blunt and he wears his emotions on his sleeve. I mean, some of these, maybe you've seen some of them, but these media sessions with him, the one we had last week was. I mean, he was just in such a bad mood. He just kind of was just rattling stuff off what, his head.
0: Like. <laughs> just, just a thought, by the way. If this week he's just like, we are terrible, and we suck. You, State's not gonna, they're going to shut Kentucky out. Maybe the worse his mood is, the better they are. Because <laughs> I thought he was in a, a bad mood with LSU. I, I thought we, we said, we were like, that's a guy who doesn't think he's going to be very successful. This week he was angry. He was and it, not, and it, not hostile towards us, but angry. And, I mean, next week he might just come out here and just rip his shirt off and be like, That's, we suck. <laughs> and then, you know, they go out and they give up 150 yards. So, I don't know. Interesting to see. Uh, but that guy is really coaching well. His scheme, which I, you know, I had as much concern about that scheme as I did about the air raid. Three, three five, don't really have the corners. It's working just fine. Yeah, it's working just fine. Defensively, I'm I'm confident in this team. Never ever thought I'd say that.
1: Yeah, I do think you're still gonna because you saw a couple on on Saturday. There's still gonna be moments where it's kind of like, what the heck happened there? And mm-hmm. that's just youth and inexperience a little bit, I think. Because I mean, those two Arkansas touchdown passes, you and I could have caught them. I mean, there was yeah. no one within.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they, they, 10, they were busts. Yards. They're
1: busts. Yeah,
0: so. Uh, number 12, last one. Look at the SEC. It's going to be okay. Kentucky is not good. Texas A&M, not I don't think good. they're very good. Vanderbilt is not good. Auburn, say it with me, they're not good. <laughs> the brand is strong this year for Auburn. They got embarrassed by Georgia. Now, granted, State can't do what Georgia did and just mash Auburn down to a fine powder with an offensive line like that. I feel like Auburn and A&M could just swap jerseys. They're, they're like they're the, the same, same team. Program. Bo Nix is not that great. I and mean, He's just overrated. They're not that good. You know who looked good? LSU. They handled their business and murdered Vanderbilt. You know? South Carolina, terrible. I that the state plays. I'm just saying they're just not good. Nothing is, is – it's a bad loss. And it's, it's a loss state should have – it's a win state should have had. So whatever you were predicting last week, take a win off. But if you were saying 7-3, and 6-4. and 6-4 and four on, on this schedule would have been 8-4 and four in the real world. So, I mean, you would have taken that. It's going to be fine. The, the, the conference – look, the top three of the conference are great. Bama and Georgia and Florida can beat anybody. Everybody else is sort of a mismatch except for Vanderbilt, who could not beat anybody, and South Carolina,
1: maybe, and maybe a little bit of Missouri. Well, we would. And you get two of those teams. Well, the thing is, you would have thrown Arkansas in that category a week ago, and now you won't. <laughs> so, but at just... least with Arkansas, I thought. I mean, they they
0: were in the lead with Georgia. I thought they they, they looked improved. South yeah. Carolina looks terrible. Missouri looks terrible. Vanderbilt, I mean, they've they've got nineteen points in two games. So, Texas A and M. I mean, more things change, more they get they stay the same out there at Texas A and M. They just. Get, I mean they just get they just hey don't this is the week we get murdered by Alabama and they break our will to live again it's every year it's every year so it's going to be okay
1: can you believe that state lost to arkansas mm-hmm. and yet there's still kind of a sense of from, from 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 you who let's face it yeah mis, mr pessimist sometimes what? me there there's a sense of optimism even after mississippi state They're lost be to arkansas fine. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be okay. If they have now look, if they, if they play bad this week and they're
0: one and two, then I'll readjust. What do I always say? Every week is a season. When you get new information, you're allowed to change your mind. Yeah. Let me see what I get next week. Just watching the way that Ole Miss threw the ball against Kentucky and had so much success, and knowing that you know State is better defensively than Ole Miss, why would I think State's going to lose that game right this second? Now Kentucky's a favorite. But right now, I would think State's going to win. Right now, if, if today was Thursday and I had to make my prediction for the Friday show, State's winning the game. What's the line? I haven't even seen Three and a
1: half. Okay. So, all
0: right. Enough of that. Let's talk about something important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. All right. Time for coffee is for closers. Brought to you by our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee. Hope you guys, if you were here in Starkville, went by to see them this weekend. Uh, on the way home, you probably needed a little coffee to clear your head after everything that had happened uh, at Davis Wade Stadium. Of course, one of our great local businesses here in Starkville, both Strange Brew and Charnaspoon. Uh, I, I do you you showed me. Is there a new Strange Brew coming?
1: Well, he kind of teased. He teasing? teased it. I don't know that he has followed through with said tease. We've got
0: to figure out what's going on there. Could be a million-dollar idea. Or it could have just works. been teasing something else. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. For Mississippi State, I hope K.J. Costello has not developed a taste for Strange Brew because he can't have any this week. No coffee for K.J. Throw three picks. Five picks through two games is, is way too many. Uh, it's just it's just too many.
1: And in some ways, he was fortunate because he had four turnovers the week before. Yeah. But he also had, as I mentioned earlier, those fifteen plays of twenty or more yards. Yeah. But if you it balances itself out, you can
0: live. Life's with, all about that balance, right? You can live with three interceptions on fifty-five passes if you've thrown for five hundred plus yards and two or three touchdowns. You can live with that. You can't live with it when you're having to dink and dunk and the big plays aren't there and you've only got one touchdown. You, you, you just can't live with it then. KJ Costello needs to. He doesn't value the ball right now. And, you know, coaches uh, – I know that Joe Moorhead used to say it a lot. I don't think you guys don't want to hear about it, but he did. He felt like you got to value the football. You know, you hear about it in basketball a lot. Value the basketball. Value each possession. So it's, it's just got to be a little bit more – he's got to be a little bit cleaner. If State, if State plays clean games, they're going to win. Because right now their defense is playing really, really well, which is incredible to me every time I say it. But that's just – they have to play cleaner. And KJ, It starts with K.J. Costello because he's the guy touching the ball the most. Uh, from an SEC perspective, I had a lot of options here. I could have gone with Will Muschamp. Honestly, Will Muschamp doesn't need coffee. Right? He doesn't need to have any coffee in his system. He's already too overworked. But I will say that when you hire an offensive coordinator to who says on the record, I don't like tempo, well, that's how you end up running out the clock and not scoring on your last drive of the game. Did you see that? No. They got the ball down 14 with like 7.5 to go. They ran an 18-play drive that took 7.20 off the clock and didn't score. Jeez. They went to the locker room with two timeouts. And on third and two, they let the play clock run all the way down to one and then ran a fullback dive that didn't get the first down. I mean, it was like really going in a time machine. Really bad. But that's not who I picked. I could have picked Kentucky. Kentucky. How do you lose a game where you have 500 yards of offense? Mississippi State didn't have 500 yards of offense. They had 500 yards. They averaged 8 yards of carry on Ole Miss. They should have just run all over them. But they lost. They only turned the ball over one time. They made stupid mistakes on on, uh, special teams. They had bad penalties. Mark Stoops, man. That does not look like a Mark Stoops coach team. They're usually a pretty disciplined team. Didn't look that way. But no, I'm going to go with the brand. I'm going to go with Auburn. Because once again, once again, we from the people who brought you Auburn in 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2019, Auburn is going to lose four games this year. How do I know that? They always lose four games. Since 2013, <laughs> they have lost at least four games every season. And they went to Georgia thinking, oh, this year is different, and Georgia... You saw them last week. They struggle with Arkansas. They can't run the football. Auburn average, I'm sorry, Georgia averaged two yards a carry against uh, Arkansas. They average five yards a carry against Auburn. Auburn is not good. Auburn will lose at least three more games. Mississippi
1: State could be one of them. We'll see what happens when we get there. Do you think, because I think there was a point in time where we said, no, no SEC coach, you know, not getting fired, pandemic money. Possibly. It could happen,
0: couldn't it? Muschamp is, is getting there. I mean, he, they're playing bad. Who, break up the handy-dandy schedule here. South Carolina this week, they're at Vanderbilt. You lose that. You lose that and it's going to be difficult because yeah, then your next three are Auburn, LSU, Texas a and I mean, Auburn is, they play Arkansas this week at home. Hogs are going to be coming in there thinking they can win. It would be incredible.
1: You're kind of an Arkansas fan now, aren't you? Yes, sir. Uh,
0: nationally, no coffee in the Sooner State for the second weekend in a row. What are they doing up there? Can he actually not recruit quarterbacks? He can only transfer them in. They were great with Mayfield and Murray and Hurts. And now you got somebody actually recruited. And Defensively, they're not good. They lost to Kansas State and Iowa State. The Red River, the Red River Shootout. It's playing with water guns this year. <laughs> those two teams are terrible. Texas losing at home to TCU. They just got they got embarrassed. They should have lost to Texas Tech. They should be one and two as well. Big Twelve is a big old Texas style dumpster fire. It's like somebody left the brisket on the pit for too long and it's burnt. God Almighty, those two teams are awful. Sorry, Horka, if you're listening. Texas is bad too, but Oklahoma, no coffee for the Sooners. Uh, this week all right tomorrow's show let's make a decision now because last week we, we recorded before the press conference and then greatness happened you want to go before the press conference or after you tell me right now
1: ah uh, before
0: okay so then
1: and, and and for the for those that make it upset with me I now have three kids at home yeah no I get it no no no, no don't, don't have to
0: complain I'm just saying you know, if greatness happens though, we're going to be sad. So we'll talk about something, we'll have a, we'll have a topic that, but obviously we'll have our SEC picks. I don't I guess that we didn't we didn't have any 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 differences this week. So no I'm still one game behind. So, we'll see how that pans out for us. On tomorrow's show. Guys, have a great uh, Monday. Back with you on Tuesday for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>